everyone. Welcome to Her Take. My name is Jackie. I'm Jen. And I'm Kira. A while back, we had an idea to start a podcast. So we thought, why not? We came together to create a space where we could openly share, learn, and grow with each other as we navigate life after college and in the realm of adulthood. Every week, we'll be sitting down to check in with each other and reflect on what's been on our minds. Any topic, big or small, meaningful or not so much, we'll be sharing our take. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Uh, This episode is coming out after, but wanting to wish everyone a very happy Valentine's Day. Hope everyone had a fantastic Galentine's as well, because I'm a big believer in that. This is Jackie. I'm here with Kira today. Uh, Jen is sadly not with us. She's on vacation. So we, we hope that she's having a wonderful, restful time. But that means that it's just Kira and me this week, um, which feels appropriate. We're recording this on <laughs> Valentine's Day, and it's I think it sort of worked out nicely that me and Kira, true to fashion, true to form, are together reunited uh, recording on Valentine's Day evening. We are... Well, Kira's on the West Coast. It's a little earlier for her, but it's a little late for me, and I'm kind of like tucked in bed in my pajamas, in my PJs. I think this is going to be a chill episode. We're down one person. Jen, I think, is really our, uh, she's our big energy. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> big Jen I, energy. I really think so. Yeah, big Jen energy. Um, so we'll see how this goes. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I think with that, Kira, tell me, how was your week? Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, chum. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, this week was a little less busy at work than last week, but, you know, we are heading into Mercury retrograde next week, and I tell you, I am already feeling the side effects. Everything, just a lot of technological difficulties for me this week. I submitted my timesheet for three weeks ahead of time. I just kept printing everything wrong, and I don't usually have to print, so it's like weird in the first place that I had to print. So yeah, just a lot of um, me and all the digital devices are not getting along this week, so it'll be good to have a little break. Um, I do have a long weekend. I'm sorry, Jackie does not. Tragic. So yeah, I forget, did you have Martin Luther King Day off? No, I usually don't have, I have most federal holidays off, but when it comes to MLK Day and President's Day, I just can't justify like a good, because like my company is so small, so it's like you take off whatever days you want, Mm. but I just like can't justify being like, I think we should be able to take the long weekend, but it's not like Memorial Day weekend or Fourth of July where it's like you're doing things, you have right. plans. Like it's a real holiday people celebrate, but you know, like these holidays are just sort of bank holidays. It's right. not really, you know. So yeah, I, no. I will be working. That's all right. Um. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say like I don't get that many holidays too. So I feel you. 
But I am looking Solidarity forward sister. to having... Oh, little Gilmore Girls moment. Um, I am looking forward to having a day off and just having a shorter week next week. I'm going down to Monterey and Big Sur tomorrow, so... Oh, you're so West Coast. I know. I'm, like, so inspired to do more weekend trips and just take more time off because... There's so much to do out here that I don't take advantage of, so. Yeah. going That's my new thing that I'm going to try to do more of is really take advantage of the nature out here because it is so beautiful. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that is it for me. How about you? How was your week? Uh, it's been good so far. I just want to add, I think, because I was actually thinking about this a lot today, I haven't planned anything like nothing is set in stone. It's really just like a random idea. But mm. I'm thinking maybe I want to go to Mexico City at some point, mm. maybe like take like an extra day and like go Memorial Day weekend. I just think now is the time to be a little more spontaneous with our travels, whether they're like short weekend trips or something a little farther like Mexico City is not close, but yeah. it's not that bad. I, You know, I think like, you know, in... 10 20 years you're gonna say why didn't i just go mm. why didn't i just go away for that weekend so, so there's deep. uh really nothing you know yeah the, the, the only thing that's stopping you is is you and i don't know sometimes i get nervous taking those kinds of trips i just like the planning and making those kinds of commitments but i think it's worth it and we definitely should if we can yeah my coworker and i today <clears throat> after work sorry i feel like i have to <clears throat> Keep clearing my Sorry, throat. Sorry, we know Kira had a, a, a bowl of jalapeno Oh my god, chips, yeah, let's... Maybe a little, yeah. A Guys, little spicy. <laughs> literally before we started recording, I just quickly um, got home and we have some jalapeno chips. Wait, what? Is that that weird? But anyway, I just shoved a jalapeno. ton into my mouth real fast and I was like, my lips are kind of burning, so hold on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's why I keep having to be like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um... But yeah, my coworker and I, after work today, we just went and sat by the water because we work very close to um, the Bay Bridge by the water, the ferry building. And we were staring out at the water and the East Bay, and I was just like, wow, it's wild how much time I spend staring at my computer and I forget that like there are other things to look at. It like took my eyes a while to adjust and be able to see long distance. And I was like, I should really mm. um, spend more time in nature because this uh, feels really good in comparison to how I spend most of my days. So I think I'm just feeling inspired as well, relating to what you're yeah. saying about like, let's just go, just do it, get out, spend that money. Who cares? My sentiments exactly. Could not agree more. I think we're on the same page. So I'm going to try and really do this. And even if it feels like I shouldn't be so spontaneous and it feels kind of like I'm, a, I don't know, like I'm out of control. I don't know how to explain it. Like I just, you know, you see other people taking all these like cute, fun trips mm. and you're like, I could do that too. But it's hard to get yourself, For at least for me, it's hard to get myself to actually sort of take that plunge. I'm nervous you for feel nothing. Like, like, risky. I'm like oh yeah, yeah. I don't like feeling risky. Yeah. <laughs> so but I'm gonna try and be a little risky. I think it's good. Mm. So I think it's good. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah. 
I support. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So that's sort of like just been thinking about that a lot today. Um, but the rest of my week has been good. It was like a quiet week at work. A lot of people on my team are traveling again. So I was in the office alone. Um, a couple people were there, but it was pretty quiet. When my boss isn't there, it's very quiet. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I actually have another, I actually got another interview request from a school. So I have two interviews Ooh. for grad programs next week. Look at so you. So I have to do research and make sure I know all about their programs and curriculum because I got two interviews next week. So I'm a little, I'm, I don't feel nervous. I'll probably feel nervous right when I walk in. Mm-hmm. It's usually what happens. I think I'm going to be so fine and so chill. But then when I usually get there, I get kind of nervous. Mm. Um, but I'm like, I'm excited to get those over and sort of get that process moving along. Because nice. um, I hope I get a response soon. Yeah. So, but I've also been thinking a lot too this week about applying for scholarships and financial aid. And I had to open up another FAFSA form, which blasts from the past. I haven't thought about the FAFSA in years. Like, I filled out the FAFSA uh, October 2013. Like, excuse me, ma'am. It was a long time ago. So I have not thought about that for a very long time. Um, It was kind of crazy. So I just also been thinking a lot how financial aid sucks and loans suck. I'm going to try not to have to take out too many loans, but it may have to happen. So kind of been thinking that about that a lot lately, um, especially this week. I had like mm-hmm. a whole panic about how I probably should have been applying for scholarships a while ago. And I f- kind of forgot. I don't know. It just sort of feel a little all over the place as well with, with that side of things. Um, but that'll be fine. Um, yeah. So, I mean, week has been fine. So, no complaints. Good. Yeah. So, I think that brings us to um, our topic of the week already. So speedy, so efficient this week, Mm. Missy Jen. And, uh, yeah. And um, so, what Kira and I want to discuss this week sort of had this... I've been wanting to have this discussion a lot. And I think I... Sometimes when we have other discussions, I sort of manage to weave the conversation into this direction because it's something I think about a lot Mm. about the portrayal of women in media Um, and I think that with it being Valentine's Day and you sort of get uh, surrounded by things in the store about love and romance or there's like lots of things in the news about Valentine's Day and you see articles I was even the New York Times on their front page had uh, a, uh, an article about how, uh, like, black women are finding love in Italy, you know, contrary to maybe some notions that, you know, women of color are seen as less than in Italy. Anyway, the whole point is that I think we're sort of inundated with lots of things revolving romance and, and women, fi- women finding love and all these different things. So I think that ties in really well to this portrayal of women in media. Mm. Um, and how oftentimes women are, a lot of storylines for women revolve around men. Um, I think, you know, a lot of us are familiar with the Bechdel test, which is uh, sort of a test that was developed that, um, you know, sort of like some of the key features of the test is like, do two women 
um, you know, appear in of, you know, a form of media where they have a conversation that they don't talk about a man. Um, and that's something that a lot of television and other forms of media, you know, they don't pass that test. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that's a recurring theme a lot, you know, whether it's Gilmore Girls, which I talk about a lot, or whether it's even a show like The West Wing, um, Sex in the City, definitely. All of these shows have women where just sort of their storylines revolve around men. Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't know, Kira, if you want to chime in with um, maybe some thoughts on that. Um, I don't know if there are any, for any any TV or movies or things like that that you've seen lately that sort of uh, really stand out to you in that way? Mm. Yeah, I really like the idea of this conversation because I think there's many layers to it, the whole mm-hmm. portrayal of women in media. Um, and one of the reasons why I think it's a really interesting conversation to have is because media and television and movies, that is so important to our culture. No matter how many times like people think it's silly, we get so much from what we watch because it's a reflection of your society and it can teach you a lot and inspire a lot. And that's partly why I love TV and film. Um, so in terms of love, and shows about women that are revolving around men. And a lot of those that you mentioned, like um, Gilmore Girls, Sex and the City, West Wing, those are all older. So I do think that we are having a bit of a television revolution, in a sense. Maybe a revolution is kind of a strong word, but I feel like nowadays TV is better than ever. And... If I think about some of the major TV shows that we have right now, so I'm going to miss a ton, so I'm sorry if I miss your favorite TV show, but if you think about Big Little Lies, that does revolve around men in a sense, but at the end of the day, it's about their relationship with the women. Um, I'm currently, I'm late on this, so I'm sorry, but I'm watching the final season of Grace and Frankie. Jackie, do you watch Grace and Frankie? No, but I I want to because um, oh, I actually don't know who show. plays who. But one of either Grace or Frankie is on the West Wing and plays Debbie Fitterer. Who who does Jane Fonda play? Um, Grace. Grace. So Frankie is Mrs. Fitterer. That's funny because isn't I, so um, she's on the West Wing. Oh, and Martin Sheen is yeah, yes in say, Grace and Frankie. Yeah, and yeah, he plays. Yeah. President Bartlett. Well, the show is yeah. so good. So you, I should watch it. Yeah, no, it's so... Oh, my gosh. It's just one of the funniest shows out there yeah. right now. And I find it wildly relatable. And I catch myself laughing out loud watching it. It's so good if you don't if you haven't seen it. But <laughs> yeah. um, if you don't know the premise of the show, it's these uh, two women and their husband... Oh, sorry. Their husbands are business partners who, after... X many years of marriage, I mean, they're in their 70s in the first season, uh, announced to their wives that they're leaving each other, they're leaving their wives to be with each other, they're gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a very funny premise of a show. Yeah. But anyway, now that we're in the last season, the relationship between Grace and Frankie is so strong 
that the whole thing is more just like their deep love and commitment to each other. And not necessarily in a romantic way, just in a very close friendship way. And I was thinking about what a beautiful message to have that these two women, you know, at the end of their lives, they've had a lot of men in their life who they've loved and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's this relationship with this woman that is the most important thing to them. So I do think we have increasingly seen that in TV and film. It is disappointing that there was a time where women were only propelled by storylines around men or put in a story to be there for a man. Um, I'm trying to think of some... Like, I love those old... They're not that old, but like early 2000s, late 1990s rom-com era. I feel like we don't make rom-coms. Oh, like the wedding, like the wedding yes. planner. The or wedding date. Every uh, J-Lo Deborah movie. Messing. Yeah. Sandra Bullock's old uh, like two weeks notice. What was the one notice. where she plays? Yeah. What was the one that J-Lo plays the maid and then she. Made in oh, Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, every J-Lo movie from 1999 to 2006, basically. <laughs> Actually, now that you say that, you go from J-Lo and Made in Manhattan to Hustlers. Like, that whole (laughs) transition just shows you where we're at with women in relationships in film. Go watch Made in Manhattan and then go watch Hustlers. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I used to... And then go watch Matthew McConaughey in uh, The Wedding Planner and then go watch him in Dallas Buyers Mm. Club. And you're saying, where have we gone? Matthew McConaughey in... uh, how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. One of my favorite rom-coms. I'm not oh. going to lie. I do like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. Yeah, it is a definitely yeah, a transition that I think we're going through here with... But it's still so far to go because it's kind of yeah. weird how I feel like I'm increasingly seeing more and more women in film and TV, but the stats are still so low for... Right. female-led uh, movies and TV shows. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I uh, I just want to add that I have a problem where I don't watch new television. I get very stuck in the shows I like, like uh, the West Wing and Gilmore you Girls. Know, girl, you know I only rewatch. I Yeah, <laughs> I know. So I only rewatch shows from the early 2000s. Yeah. So I don't watch new television. So sometimes I get stuck in the thing where I think, I mean, things have gotten better. They're not perfect, right? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I do agree that things have gotten better because, you know, there's just a lot of characters from that era in particular that their storylines are only that revolve around men. Um yeah, but I think the the yeah, I think that is a big problem that we're still dealing with is that stories about women are not told by women and mm. and I think that until we change that, I that's sort of where I think um women are going to keep getting stuck into some sort of a category cuz um I mean Think, like, who is the the only uh, famous female directors? Mm-hmm. Greta Gerwig. And I know there was the director who won the Oscar for The Hurt Locker, who was, I think, the first 
woman to win an Oscar for best director. I don't Mm -hmm. know her name. Um, So I do apologize. But I mean, but that's the thing. Like there just aren't that many women and then famous, you know, uh, women in Hollywood that are like showrunners. It's like Shonda Rhimes Mm. and, you know, Amy Shore and Palladino. And, you know, they're just, it's not a long list of women that are in these high powered um, roles. So I think until you have more women in these positions, then we can't get women that are such dynamic characters. Because mm-hmm. I think about, um, like, I'm a big Amy Sherman Palladino fan, but I think about, like, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, while that show does sort of involve, it involves the relationship with the man as the catalyst. Right. But ultimately, her not having the man at her side is what propels her forward and allows her to be free right. and to pursue this unconventional career. Um, so, like, in case you don't know, but it's very good, you should watch the show. Like, Mrs. Maisel, after her husband leaves her, becomes a stand-up comedian. And had she, you know, stayed married and not been put in this situation and, and put in this um, circumstance that she never anticipated herself to be in, I don't. she wouldn't have considered or pursued stand-up. So I think until you put women in those positions and have women leading film, TV, all these different things, then we're not going to get these interesting characters. Because, I mean, I don't know that a man could have ever made that show. I don't think that that's something mm. that would Yeah, that's so created. real. Like, the reason why yeah. women have always just been the girlfriend, the wife, whoever, in... TV and film is because the stories are written by men. So how could they yeah. tell the perspective of a woman until you open the door for w- more women to be writers? You can't get to those stories. It's the same thing with um, Gina Rodriguez and Jane the Virgin because similar to women, forget about even people of color and having those diverse stories or um, insecure having a black woman who's writing and directing her own show. You can't... A white person is not going to tell that story. A man is not going to tell that story. So you have to open the door to more diverse storytellers. Uh, Did you see at the Oscars Natalie Portman's dress, how she had stitched on her dress all the um, names of other female directors who were not honored at the Oscars? I only saw it because... I actually didn't know about the dress until I saw that Rose McGowan mm-hmm. went on a rampage about it because I guess people were saying, oh, how brave of Natalie Portman to wear this dress. And Rose McGowan went on a rant about how Natalie Portman's activism is fake and not genuine, whatnot, whatever. The reason why I bring this up is because I agree, no, it was not brave of somebody to wear a dress with some people's names stitched into it. Uh, But I like that she did that. I thought that that was a cool thing to do. I don't totally agree with Rose McGowan's rant. Um, Yeah, she she gets mad at people. Yeah, she's a bit. For what other people think about them, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Natalie Portman never said she was brave. Other people did, which I agree, it's not brave, but she never said it, so anyway... Anyway, I digress. Yeah, yeah I don't know yeah. how 
I think we're really making progress in this field. You know, I think with the Time's Up movement and you have people like Natalie Portman and Reese Witherspoon and women within the industry that are really making a lot of noise about this. Um, People looking to hire more women and people of color. I know like some people are refusing to be in rooms, uh, writers' rooms that aren't diverse enough and don't want to be a part of a cast that isn't diverse. And I think that that's where it has to go. You have to have people within the industry leading the change. Um, And that's partly why a story like Big Little Lies was so successful because you had these women come together to tell this story. Granted, that was a very not diverse cast in the sense that it was all white women and, well, besides uh, Zoe Kravitz. I think she was the only woman of color in the main cast. But small steps, (laughs) one step at a time. I think it also has to get to the point where we cannot allow any sort of lack of diversity the same way that we can't allow the lack of women's voices being heard. It has to go with diverse voices as well. It's just kind of ridiculous. We get it. Same white people's story over and over. Like I said, we've seen (laughs) Made in Manhattan. Well, sorry. JLo's diverse. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, but everyone else in that movie is white. So everybody else know, in that movie it's, is white. It's, yeah. it's the it's the Latina woman also who's playing the maid. So like it's got all the stereotypes you need. So uh... <laughs> true. So 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 yeah. true. <laughs> and so well, that actually brings me to a point that um, I think not only in American media do we need to see these changes, but I think of course um, in you know, I, I'm going to talk about Latin American media, but I think uh, this change needs to happen across the board, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, there's, um, I don't know, Kira, if you watch telenovelas or if anyone watches Spanish soap Only operas, with you. But, yeah. Only, yeah. They're, I mean, they're, you know, soap operas are what they are and they'll always be what they are. Um, they're very dramatic, they're very uh, much entrenched in gender stereotypes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think until we, you know, s- these soap operas are consumed en masse, the way they work is they're aired every single night, you get a new episode, so mm-hmm. people really consume them at a very high volume. Um, and so I think it's important for people to advocate as well for... Uh, sort of a change in in that for in that medium as well mm-hmm. um you know these soap operas repel a lot of stereotypes women are really um cast into very specific boxes um they involve a lot of classism and a lot of elitism because all of the main stars on the show are usually very white um they'll have to be very good looking and usually people that are cast um as like servants or helpers or things like that are usually more people of an indigenous background. So there's like a lot of issues with soap operas and the way they're cast in general. Mm -hmm. But soap operas usually revolve around, I mean, they're usually stories of romance. Um, And, you know, women are, you know, unfortunately fall into these roles where the characters they play, you know, they're fighting for a man, they're fighting over a man, um, sort of like the the, the man is the, the sole savior because it's a poor woman meeting a wealthy man, things like that. 
Um, so I think it's important that those that that media also changes as well because that is consumed by so many people Mm. and you know those storylines that we see on tv you know not that people mimic it's not that people mimic exactly what they do but they sort of you know they they really can influence the way you think about things um and I think I think soap operas are changing a little bit because I mean this is kind of a silly example, but I think it's sort of indicative of maybe the direction it hopefully is changing for the better. Um, but now you see more. Th- I mean, there was one famous. Do you know Kate del Castillo? She's like a no. more famous Mexican actress. Mm. She got more fame in the U.S. because she coordinated a meeting between is it Sean Penn and El Chapo, like the drug cartel mm. leader. So she I would got, like to see that so, YouTube video. <laughs> Does yeah, record so, that? She, so, so she was got, you know, a lot of press for that and got, you know, a lot of backlash and all these different things. But she sort of is a little more well known in the US for all of that. But she played a in a Spanish soap opera, she played um, like the kingpin of like a, a drug cartel. Mm. Um, and more and more you see women sort of playing um, like police officers or sort of like members of the military that mm. turn into drug lords and things like that. But the, I mean, the point is, is so that's kind of silly. But basically, they're assuming leadership roles and they have men that work for them and take orders for them, which mm-hmm. I think 20 years ago, you certainly wouldn't have seen, um, you know, in in telenovelas because you know in the i don't i don't actually know when the original novella premiered because it's been remade so many times but i think it was in the in the early 90s betty la fea which is ugly betty Mm. is Mm. you know a a famous yeah is a famous soap opera that has been you know translated like jane the virgin in 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 english and there's you know an american version um but that involves a woman who's seen as ugly and then she comes pretty and then that's how she gets the man. So there's that mm. that is uh, a really good example of um, classic soap opera structure mm. and how things are changing a little bit. But it's not just in American media. It's also really across the globe because I think until we can kind of change attitudes in media, that's also how we change attitudes in culture. Um there was uh, I'm kind of going off a lot on a tangent. No, here, I'm but very. I'm there was a, in all of it. Yeah, there was a New York Times documentary that they released this week. It's very short. I wish they'd made it longer. It was eight nine minutes, but it was really powerful. Um, about it was called Unmarried Women in China, and mm. I think it was un. Yeah, I think it was. That's what it was called. We'll maybe put it on our Instagram or something on inst- our Instagram story. Mm. Um. But um, it's about a woman who's in her early 30s, and she's a successful lawyer in China, but she's unmarried. And because of that, she has to go, like, on government-mandated blind dates and, like, dating services, and she's... Sorry, yeah, government-mandated? Yeah, I think, wow. yeah, they have, like, these... Well, because basically, because of China's one-child policy people would, if they had a girl, a lot of times they would unfortunately get rid of the child. They would just, like, throw the baby out um, and then just try again. I mean, 
there were also plenty of people that didn't do that, of course. There's a lot of people, there are a lot of people in China that are sort of, um, they're like non-existent because they don't have legal, they don't have a birth certificate. They don't, it's like they don't exist. Mm. Um, so there, that's also a really interesting topic that I think is so fascinating. But, um, Basically, there are just so many more men than women, so there's an imbalance in the gender population. So Mm -hmm. there are many, many single men in China, and there just aren't enough women. Mm -hmm. So they really encourage women to get married to, you know, so that the population can keep going and Mm -hmm. so that China can keep expanding. Um, So, you know, basically this woman is just dealing with the fact that she's in her early 30s. She's, I think she's beautiful, but I mean, that's not the point, but she's put down so much by other people for not being married. Um, And it's just really sad because she has all this success and she's made such a great life for herself, but that's still not enough. Mm. Um, And I think, look, a a TV show and a film is not going to solve this problem, but I think when people can see... um, Characters are not real people, but I think when people can see a portrayal of someone who can be happy and successful, not in a relationship, yeah, I think that's sort of how you can begin to chip away at some of these attitudes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, we started the conversation with this idea of women having stories without men. Um, and how that's not often reflected in media, but is quite a reality for many women, mm. us included. Happy Galentine's Day. Yeah. Happy um, Galentine's Day. Uh, sorry, I'm like losing my train of thought now that because I feel like I just had so many thoughts come to mind as you were talking and I should really have taken notes because now I've Okay. Track of <laughs> I everything. really went off on it. No, it was really interesting, but I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm just trying to think of a show that tells the story of a woman without a man or a film. The West it. Wing. The West CJ Wing. Craig. All right. The West Wing does both. It's kind of complicated. Okay. Um, yeah. Addison Montgomery on. Uh, <laughs> private practice yeah yeah no you can you get many tv shows of successful badass women but they always have to end up finding their like prince charming you know you have meredith on Grey's anatomy who super does not need especially after spoiler alert derek dies like she should they should have just like not given her a love interest they should have let her be alone for a while. She didn't need a man. Agreed. But the show's not good anymore, so... <laughs> what do we expect? Let's uh, have a TV show about us that uh, <laughs> there's no oh, male so funny. character. Yeah. <laughs> no one's coming in and out. <laughs> Certainly not. It's just us. What are yeah. your thoughts on Galentine's Day? I think it's fun. I think, um, you know, I, I think 
Valentine's Day, there's such a pressure sometimes for people and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm single and like whatever, but that's okay. And you can celebrate the women in your life and have mm. fun and enjoy that. Valentine's Day should just be for the person you're romantically involved with. It can also be to, I, I know I just said Valentine's Day and we're talking about Galentine's Day, but this no, idea but of uh, a holiday about love, right, mm-hmm. is not just for the person you're romantically involved with. Um, and I think that that's great. Like, I'm I'm pro. I had a kind of a Valentine's Day tonight. I had mm. dinner with one of my really close friends, Leia. So amazing. Uh, went to a very romantic Italian restaurant, nice. and there was like there were like roses all over the place, and I was like, this is very like, uh, intimate. Kiss, but yeah, yeah. And she's French, so she's got like a little mm. bit of an accent too. So it's all it was all very mm. romantic. Bonjour. French and Lebanese, so, you know, whatever what the mix. combination of that accent, yeah. Oof. Yeah, I think my thoughts on it are... I'm annoyed at the origin of it in the sense that... Look, Valentine's Day is a stupid holiday, but I have no problem with anything that spreads love and tell your loved ones you love them whenever you get the chance. Um that whole aspect of it is all fine to me. And I'm all about, like, every day is Galentine's Day for me. Like, I live all my days with Mm. my women. I'm all about gallons. Gallons. (laughs) All about the gals. Gallons. But what annoys me is that Galentine's Day, I mean, I don't know the actual history of it, but my understanding of the history of Galentine's Day is it has sprouted from women who feel bad that they're single and alone And so to make themselves feel better, they get together with their other single friends who have no one to love them and drink a lot of wine and eat a lot of chocolate and all that stuff, which is totally fine. You should do that. But what makes me mad is that women are shamed for being alone or made to feel bad for being alone, Mm. that they have to have such a struggle with this stupid holiday. You know, it's easy to sit here and be like, who cares if you have a Valentine or not? But the fact that people genuinely feel sad that they're single. Yeah, that they feel shitty. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, what are we doing wrong that we're letting people down in that way? Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, you should not feel bad if you do not have a Valentine. Um you can feel bad every other day of the year, too, if you don't have a Valentine. I mean, it doesn't change just because it's February 14th. Yeah. Uh, that's why I said live all your days like it's Valentine's Day. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's just my issue with it. But in general, like, I'm not trying to sound negative to something that encourages yeah. people to hang out with their loved ones and eat dessert. Agreed. I uh, No, I um, now that you say that, I didn't realize that that was quite... The origin, I. I mean, I, I don't know it, the history facts sort of, for sure, but that's my understanding. Yeah, no, because I know it was featured on Parks and Rec as like a funny joke or something, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure like quite how they celebrate it, and I'm not sure which. But it sounds like maybe that's like that could be that's like the correct origin of it. If that is the case, mm-hmm. that's not great. Um, yeah, I mean, because look like the whole thing with like you shouldn't like and i've struggled with this so but like just wallowing about being single and like Mm -hmm. not having someone it's just not worth it it's so 
there's so much energy involved in that and it's just not worth it because nothing changes like nothing changes you're still single exactly. at the end of the wall <laughs> i'll be single next valentine's day too at this rate yeah. so based on the stats <laughs> doesn't make yeah. sense to be sad now it's just gonna continue yeah, yeah. And don't make people feel bad. I hate that, too. I think that's when people are like, oh, you're single. So sad. Hopefully you find somebody soon. It's like, shut up. (laughs) I wasn't sad until you phrased it like that. Now I'm a little like, oh, (laughs) I guess it is sad. (laughs) Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I like kind of I've sort of like we I planned for this dinner and then I didn't realize it fell on Valentine's Day. Mm. Like, it wasn't until, like, I looked at the calendar and I was like, oh, like, maybe I should make a dinner reservation because I'm sure every table in New York, because that's New York, baby. It's, like, just the nature of things. There's, I'm sure there are no tables left. Um, It wasn't until I was walking to dinner. I, like, took the subway and then I got off on 14th Street and I was walking a couple of blocks to the restaurant. And, like, on my way to dinner, I was like, wow, like, there are roses everywhere. Everyone's got flowers. Yeah. Like, everybody's got chocolate. Everyone was, like, picking up the flowers up after work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Guys and girls taking it to their loved ones. It was in that moment, though, I will say, I was like, oh, I guess I'm... I kind of thought about getting flowers for my friend. But then I was like, is that... I should have. And she thought the same thing. She was like, we, sh- we should have gotten flowers for each other. Um, but... It was uh, in that walk to dinner, I was like, wow, Valentine's Day really feels in my face this year for some reason. Because there were even, like, on at all the bodegas, they had, like, all of the, the they had, like, all of their, you know, sometimes they sell flowers outside. They had everything right. open, and they had just, like, all these flowers in buckets. Like, it was out on the sidewalk. There were flowers everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that was, uh, Valentine's Day was a little jarring then. <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of a lot, but it was fine. But you know that's all right, and uh, I think ultimately, you know, as long as you celebrate Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day in a way that's positive and yes. doesn't bring others down, then I think that's fantastic. I agree. Yeah. Happy uh, Valentine's Day to my Valentines, all our her take listeners. Those are my Valentines. Uh, yes. Love you. You guys are always well my Valentine's. said. Yeah, Jackie's always my even Valentine. though this is. Oh, thank you. You're it's my funny, Valentine. actually. This is kind of off topic a little bit, guys, but because it was just Jackie and I this week, and I was trying to think of something that we could talk about, and it just got me thinking about. Uh, I feel like we always come back to this one house that we wanted to buy. <laughs> So when we were younger, oh my God. in like middle school or something, I don't even know. We weren't that we young. We were so lame. We, there's a nearby town to where we live called Bronxville. And it's a bit like the, it's part of our town, but I guess a bit nicer. I don't know. It's like the richer part. Yeah. It's like a village within the town. Yeah. And it's bougie AF. Yeah. They, they've got some money down there. We were walking around, and there's a train station right in the town. And we were, like, looking at all the houses, and we were like, we could buy this house and commute into the city every day for work. <laughs> and it just warms my heart that we never thought about moving into the city. 
we were just yeah. like, when we are older, <laughs> we're going to live together and we're going to have this house and we're going to make cookies every weekend or whatever we were planning on doing. And we'll commute into the city together to go to work we every day. We can make day. soy candles. Bunch of candles, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it makes me so happy that, I don't know why I love that memory so much, but it's just one of my favorite so... memories of our friendship is deciding we were going to move to Bronxville because because <laughs> I'm laughing because it has to be especially from Jackie's house it has to be like a five minute drive like <laughs> five minutes we were really not branching out like it's we're like so oh close. we'll see our parents oh on the God. weekends but only the weekends yeah you know we'll be have moved away <laughs> We'll be independent in the town that's about a mile and a half from where I live. You literally currently. cannot. There's like no possible way to move closer unless I move next door to my parents. Like, I I uh, run like on the trail that takes you to Bronxville, and I can run there and back and do multiple laps within an hour. Like it's like there's just no. It's just so close. I could run there in twenty minutes. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. It's really very funny. Although, I think alternatively now we want to move to Dobbs Ferry because we found two oh my really nice houses. Forgot about that. that so we, we haven't like. changed. <laughs> yeah. This no. was literally but when upgraded. In... This was last year. This was like. Already a year ago? When This was like July because it was before you moved to San Francisco. Right. Did I already have my surgery? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you had, it was very metal, yeah. Okay, so, this was literally only a few months ago that we went out to dinner, in, and we were driving through Dobbs Ferry, and there was a house on one side of the street where I was like, oh my gosh, that's my house. And my across house. the street, Jackie beautiful. was like, that's my house. We're like, perfect. <laughs> we'll just move in right across the street You don't street understand. <laughs> the stonework was beautiful, and it oh had vines going up the front. I actually kind of and I think find it had the half Google circle Maps. driveway. I know where it is because it was on the way to go to Terrytown. I think I right. I know like generally like the area. I know where you have to turn. I know where it is. Basically, I know where I it tell is you. too because I remember going through. It's like by the high school, by the tennis courts. I, I just love the river towns. Like I will literally put myself in so much debt to buy a house in that area. I don't care. Go for it. That's Can't funny wait. that you bring that up because that we really have not changed. We really were like, no, let's buy houses right across the street from each other. At least we went half an hour away this time, not five yeah. minutes away from home. Branching well, I mean, out a what can bit. I say? I am a I am a Westchester basic. Westchester, uh, ride or die. Yeah. What can I say? What, there's there's nothing. That is thank funny. you, thank you, thank you. Well, <sighs> things haven't changed. Jackie, you should watch Grace and Frankie because me and you will be Grace and Frankie till we're. I think so. Out of here. <laughs> I can't wait. And you are definitely Grace, and I'm the Frankie. Uh, you should watch the show. Will do. Well, in this relationship, I'm the Frankie. In general, I feel like I'm a good combo of the both, but in this relationship, you are the Grace. Don't take that as an insult when you watch the first season. It gets better. Okay. <laughs> I'll watch a report back to everyone. Yeah. No, it's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. 
Well, I think we're going to have to move it along because we're like, oh, it's going to be a short episode without Jen. One hour later. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, um, I think it's time for us to talk about some hot takes. I uh, I think I want to share, even though Jen is not here, she left a hot take in the episode's <laughs> notes. <laughs> in honor so of Jen. I want to share that first. Yeah. Always remember, Jen, we love you. Um, Jen's hot take this week is big news. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas are having a baby. Um, Jen is excited, but also freaked out because she's our age. And I agree. Um, she She's going to be 24, like, in December. She just turned 23. She's so young. Oh, wow. Um, and he's, like, 30. I didn't realize she was so young. And he's so much older than her. Like, 23 and 30 is, like, I feel like a big difference. You know, when you're 30 and 37, it's not that weird. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I was going to say, it's only a big difference now. But later yeah. on. Sorry, yeah. my laptop is like making a lot of noise. I'm sorry if you can hear All that. good. It's freaking out. So uh, I'm happy for them. It's wonderful news. It's going to be a beautiful baby. If, if Sophie Turner's involved, it's going to be fantastic. I just can't picture her pregnant. That's so mm. strange to me. I don't. It is going to so, be a very I don't pretty wanna, baby. I'm not. Yeah. Not like it's weird, like, because pregnancy isn't weird, but it's just like a, I can't put that in my head. Like, I don't know what that's going to look like. Like her pregnant, not the baby. <laughs> so, yeah. But congratulations to them. Thanks uh, for sharing, looking Jen. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Yeah. Looking forward, as Jen would say, sending love to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in uh, Love is Not Dead news, um, Anyway, so Kira, do you have <laughs> Kira? Thank you. I'm glad you got the joke. Um, Kira, do you have any hot takes? Oh, I feel like I should, but I don't. No, because the only thing I did this week, and this is gonna be the third episode in a row, but I did catch up on The Bachelor, and that took a lot of time uh, this week. So that is yeah, because it was stupid. The only thing I did, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. stupid. I'm over it. I kind of want to stop watching, and I keep watching because everyone's like, but don't you love the drama? And after this week, I wanted to be like, actually, no, I don't. I suddenly am like, I cannot handle women being so mean to each other. And I know I wasn't able to talk about this last week, and I can't remember if you guys touched on it and I just ignored because I wasn't caught up, but... What Tammy did, I thought, was so mean and so not okay. And to accuse another woman on national television of abusing drugs and alcohol, I was like, I cannot with this show. This is so... Speaking of women in media, it is not okay to have these images of women portrayed. Because it's not... Women should support women. I mean, you don't have to if you don't like somebody. If someone's mean to you, take them down. It's fine. Just in general, I just increasingly find it hard to watch certain certain things. I mean, I'm still going to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and some of those women take down other women. But for whatever reason, that one's okay, but not The Bachelor. <laughs> I don't know. It just it's hard to watch sometimes, and I'm like, no, I you don't know, know that is? I love the drama. With The Bachelor, 
people are really kind of put into like a social experiment. Whereas like the Real Housewives, it's like wealthy people like living their privileged lives and they get mad at each other because like, you know, Amy didn't invite Pammy to the function. It's like, it's like not, but in The Bachelor, people are put into this weird bubble that's shut off from the rest of the world, but then the rest of the world is going to be obsessed with watching this in three months. Like, it's weird. Um, it's just the the setup is so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I talked about this before, but, like, there's an old, like, not that old, um, an old This American Life episode where, like, Colton Underwood does an interview, but, like, the episode is called Escape from the Lab because, mm. like, it's about, like, human experiments gone wrong, basically. <laughs> so, like, it is, like, a, a weird human experiment, so it feels, like, more exploitative of people rather than, like, women just getting mad at each other on The Real Housewives. Right. Yeah. Um, also speaking of the Real Housewives, actually, I, this is kind of like a catch up of my life, but last week I went to a cycle for survival event, which is, um, a cycling spin class and it's a fundraiser that raises money for cancer research. It was amazing. Mm. If there's one, it's with Memorial Sloan Kettering. So if you're in New York, which a lot of people are, um, I think that's where it originated, so I think they have a ton of events, but they also have a branch out here. Um, It was really enjoyable, and I think I'm going to take up more spin classes. But my point of this, and the reason why I thought of this, is because of The Real Housewives. It was at Equinox, which was half the reason I wanted to go, so that I was able to get into Equinox. And it is the most beautiful place you will ever go. It is, you know, they have a spa, and they have towels with eucalyptus on them that are nice and wet and cool for when you get off your bike and their bathroom women are walking around in robes and barefoot and people are there to sweep right after you walk by so that it's clean for the next person to walk around barefoot and I'm a member of 24-hour fitness where it's kind of scary to just even be in that locker room because it's so dirty so I'm looking to be a new a real housewife where uh, I get to go to Equinox now because it was so luxurious I think they're Monthly fee is like three hundred dollars or something insane. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah. Wait, let's look because I'm actually kind of curious. My friend, I love my friend, but she calls it Equinox, which is just like how bougie <laughs> she is. Um, oh my god! It's like she, she goes to the she Equinox goes to the and Target. Equinox. <laughs> she goes to the Equinox Equinox at Columbus Circle. Um, and, like, Jamie Foxx was literally there one time when oh she God. runs into all of the celebrities. Oh, you know, so this crazy. is a little Wait, problematic, now. especially given our conversation that we just had for the past 50 minutes. But um, I honestly never wanted to marry Rich until I moved to San Francisco. <laughs> because, <laughs> look, I, I'm, I'll make my own money. It's fine. I'll always be able to leave a marriage if I need to. I don't need you to pay for anything. <laughs> Just, like, buy the nice house and the Equinox membership and the nice vacations and pay for all the everything. But I can buy my own coffee in the morning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that I live here, I'm like, yeah, I could marry rich and have a nice, beautiful house in the hills of San Francisco and go to Equinox and, you know get Gucci bags, and I would be very happy. I'd be a great, rich wife. Me too. (laughs) 
Wait. But you don't need a man. <laughs> that was the whole point of this episode. Right. Oh, yeah. Valentine's well, Day. Well, you might because Equinox <laughs> is the fees run from 160 to 250 a month mm. and there's like a 2 to 300 dollar initiation fee. But I'm sure you pay more if you want like all the extra classes and the I don't know what. I'm sure you can get a personal trainer at this gym. That's probably $60 an hour, I bet. Honestly, um, based on my experience there, I mean, I miss it so much. I want to go back. I loved it so much. <laughs> it's worth you it, should, guys. If you can afford it, Do you know it, anyone? Do I know anyone? Do no, you know my anyone? roommate's sister used to belong there, so she had been. Because, uh, you know, people in tech, they make a lot of money. Um, but for whatever reason, she's no longer a member there. I don't know. One day, maybe. maybe. That's what I'll aspire to be able to do. When I can upgrade my you gym should. membership from yeah. 24-hour fitness to Equinox, that's when I'll have really made it full well, circle. maybe this is what you do. You, like, join Equinox for, like, a month or two. You put a little money in, make a little bit of a commitment. But then when you're at the gym, you meet a man. <laughs> and that's where you find. <laughs> be like, oh, yeah, me too. I go to Equinox. Do you want to pay my membership? <laughs> <laughs> I can't get you the Equinox membership. I don't mean to contradict the whole no, that's kind uh, the of whole a... conversation we just Yeah, had. we're really just flipping around, guys. We're like, <laughs> yeah. you don't need a man, but find like, a man who will pay only... your Equinox membership. It, mm. Yeah, this is only for Equinox. Yeah, like, this, this is, is not... purely for, you got to benefit from the trade deal here, you know? Right. You got to get yeah. something out of this compromise. And yeah. if. Equinox membership is what you can get. That's a pretty good relationship. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I think we really beat the Equinox uh, topic. Would uh, Equinox to like to sponsor um, us? <laughs> yeah. Yo. It's actually a really good idea. <laughs> I'll call it, I'll call it Equinox, Equinox, whatever you want to call I'll it. I'll call it whatever they want it, me to call it. Yeah. I will... I'll go all the time. I'll do all the classes, oh my do gosh. all the saunas. Yeah, then I was the... like, you literally have to go every day, twice a day to make it worth it. If I right now were <laughs> yeah. to pay $300 to go, Yeah, you have to go during your lunch or something. Yeah. I'd be going every day. I'd be but like, then you just... I want a massage. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go in the steam room. Oh, but my. They probably have a Jackie, pool they too. have Kiehl's products fun. in the showers. Kiehl's. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just like. Wow. What? If you steal the Kiehl's products, it's probably, it probably evens out. You know so what I mean? Real. Considering how much so, Kiehl's so products real. are. Yeah. I can't even tell hey, you. That's the, why the locker room so was a spot. It was so unbelievable. I just, I should have taken pictures. Wow. You're not allowed to take pictures in locker rooms, but I should have taken pictures because it was so immaculate. Oh my gosh. I, I love taking pictures of places that. I don't belong. Like, I went to someone's <laughs> right? house, and it was so nice that I took pictures when they weren't looking just to show people where I had been. Um, yeah, I, like, walked in. I'm like, can they sense that I don't pay the fee here? <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, not sure how to open the locker. That's how much I'm such a, what yeah, is this like, world? It's my first week. It's fine. All right, I'm going to work yeah. on that Equinox sponsorship, and then we'll, uh... Yeah. We'll go from well, there. Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, and all. Be sure things. to be following yeah, us. We'll on update our Instagram and Twitter at her oh, take podcast. Oh, we need to follow Equinox on Instagram so that we can up our chances of getting a sponsorship. Yeah, we really need this, I'm, guys. 
I'm into it. I'm down. I'm down. Looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> I do just want to give a shout out. I think this has been a really Jane Fonda centric episode. I mean, but shout as out most to Jane Fonda. Yeah, shout out to Jane Fonda for recycling her dress at the Oscars. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, good for her. That's great. I think that's something we need to see more often. I think about these dresses that are so expensive. I love it. That yeah, don't get worn very often. Um, so I think it's great. I and believe I Kristen mention, Bell also did that. At oh, nice! The Oscars, yeah. Props, yeah. That's good. And uh, I also want to add that Timothy Chalamet's look was a little controversial, but I personally loved it because I love Timothy Chalamet. And he can wear whatever he wants. I and agree. It's gonna look great. Um, I thought it was cool, fresh, fly, funky. I didn't. I didn't um, realize it was controversial. I just felt like it was very Timothy, you know. Or not. He's always doing something. I guess cool. is not the right word. Just like not but everybody just so liked different. it. Different. Yeah. Yeah. It was so different that everyone was talking about it, and Got Timothy it. Chalamet makes people talk about, you know, him. Just his presence makes people talk about him. But um, him and Harry. I mean, this is partly why I like these two men. They both very much push the envelope fashion wise. And mm. I do really appreciate that. I'm sure he expected yeah. people to talk about it, let them talk, wherever you want to wear. I think it's super cool. I'm here for all of it. Yeah. Yeah. He really thinks about his looks. He doesn't just take clothes and just puts them on, like whatever people tell him to wear. Right. I think he puts a lot of thought into what he wears. Ugh. Um, which and is that great. face. Oh, my God. Ugh. Just like so born handsome, to like, work the runway. Like, so so editorial mm. like truly an editorial the model. angles insane such a pointy pointy chin mm. <laughs> no i'm gonna i'm gonna google him right now i'm just thinking so pointy so pointy yeah the concave cheekbones because he's so yeah <laughs> thin and angular wow fantastic anyway <laughs> Anyway, we're distracted. We love you. Yeah. All right. So I think that brings us to the portion of the show where we uh, talk about our uh, retakes. Do you have any, Kira? My only retakes, and I know I keep saying it, uh, but just struggling to hear myself say so many ums and likes, but is what it is. Gonna what work on it. Just accepting it for what it is. And uh, that's all I can say. Yeah. All good. That's all right. We're working on it. I'm working on it too. I uh, realized last episode I say, you know, and quite honestly, so much. It was driving me insane. I like when it you say so quite irritating. honestly though. Because you're but like one of the only people so I know much. that says it. You're like, quite honestly, yeah. not for me. Quite honestly, not for me. Not for me. Um, yeah, I just said it so much. And I do want to talk about politics because I have too many thoughts and I have, they're all jumbled and all mm. over the place. Um, and so I get like flustered and I just, I say, you know, and quite honestly you know. to fill space. So, um, yeah, so sorry about that gonna work on it um also Mitt Romney is running for re-election lol that was just wrong I don't know where I made that up 
I'm, I said that he wasn't running for re-election. I think, Lindsay, well, I know Lindsey Graham is not running for re-election. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe I got those two mixed up because Lindsey Graham doesn't have a spine. But he doesn't have to worry about not having a spine because he's not running for re-election. Tell um, it like it is. Yeah. So I think maybe that's where I got confused. <laughs> so he is. So you know what? More props to Mitt Romney. Uh, yeah. Because he is running for re-election and he, and he did that. So good for you, Mitt. Yeah, I'd vote for you if I lived where you are and uh, was a Republican. I support. Yeah. He's a, you know, he's a stand-up Republican, I think. Hmm. Yeah. We're here for, for that version. We um, Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're here for it. Uh, <laughs> we can we don't be. endorse necessarily, but, you know, we're, we're cool. We don't endorse, but we accept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're chill. We're on this chill yeah. level. We're chill with Mitt. We're chill um, with Mitt. Give us yeah. a call. <laughs> yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, Mitt. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, Mitt. Wow, what a way to end an episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps us up for this week, everyone. This was uh, a fun episode. I had a lot of fun, Kira. Me too, chum. Yeah. We so call cute. each other chum, by we the do way. Call but each anyway. other chum. Chummy. Chum. Well, chummy. Um, it's been a wonderful episode. Want to thank my chummy for joining me on this uh, Valentine's Day evening. Thanks for joining it's, uh, me. It's been a wonderful. Thanks. Thank you so much. So my cute. <laughs> oh, I love us. I love us too. Oh, oh I love you. Oh my god. I love you. Can't wow, this is so it. mushy. <laughs> we're not even. In the same room. Like, we're on different coasts. And this is what we're like. Um, What can I say? Well, Sending virtual kisses and hugs. Yeah. To everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode. It was fantastic. Episode number 26. Can you believe? We're really out here killing the game. Killing it. Um, Yeah. So, uh, hope everyone has a wonderful week. Um, uh, a busy, but in a good way, but, and, oh, wait, hold on. This is stupid. That's fine. I was like. You can redo it. Okay. Yeah. Hope everyone has a wonderful week, restful, energetic, energized, wishing you all a wonderful week ahead. And thank you so much for joining us. And we will talk soon. Yes. Talk soon. Thanks, everybody. Ciao. Thank you. Bye. Bye.